Hey, family. Pastor BK over said BK Rich here with the word refreshing podcast. Coming with a word of empowerment and encouragement and prayer on this beautiful Thursday. We're a day off um, due to the love day for many. We pray that you experience that. Not only that agape love, but also that what they call it, filios, that you would have experienced that good love and that agape love. Of course, John 3 and 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And so we pray that our families were safe and enjoy themselves even during the season of festivities on Tuesday and then also doubling back on Wednesday and just kind of gave us all that space to do what we needed to do. But um, we're just thankful for this medium, for this platform, our word refreshing that we can always tune in and tap in and don't have to scurry and ambulate with the uh, with the Zoom, but being able to gather together and to receive a refreshing word uh, from the Lord via this podcast. What is our word today? It's coming from Psalm twenty-seven and fourteen. Where it says, wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Today's word is wait on the Lord. You know, waiting is one of the hardest things for us to do because we want to be people of action. You know, many times we feel better if we're doing something to address our need. But waiting forces us to rely on God. You know, David could pin this because he learned through his life what it meant to wait. You know, he was chosen by God to be the next king of Israel. And then after he was chosen by God to be the next king of Israel, I mean, nowadays people would think that the next day or within a few hours would be preparing for the glorious incarnation, the great installation and consecration. But after he was chosen by God to be the next king of Israel, David spent years waiting for the day God's word would come to pass in his life. Man, that's, that's really thought-provoking. And But as he waited, a paranoid, egocentric king occupied the throne that had been promised to David. And so, consequently, David spent his time hiding in caves 
and living amongst his enemies as he waited, as he waited in these caves and living amongst his enemies, he saw good friends murdered and his family and possessions were all taken. David even saw Israel's enemies wreak havoc on his nation. And when we look at David's life, perhaps no one ever faced greater adversity. Somebody say, wait a minute. <laughs> While what? Waiting upon God's promise than David did. I mean, trial after trial, test after test, agitation after agitation, frustration after frustration, but he continued to wait because God's word was sure. You know, for those of us who are students of the word of God and even just in the hearing of the preached word and taught word, the Lord reminds us that I am not a man that I should lie, neither the son of man that I should repent, but whatever I said I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. And that ought to be enough leverage for us to be able to wait on God. If he gave us a promise, if he made us a promise, if he has given us a word, he says, as the rain and the dew falls from the sky and return not hither, but water the earth and bring forth fruit. Likewise, my word, it will not return unto me void. And there was no one who ever faced greater adversity while waiting upon God's promise than David did. He certainly understood what it meant to become discouraged and fearful. But David also, get this, enjoyed the reward for waiting upon the Lord. He became the greatest king in Israel's history. And more importantly, through his trials, he became a man after God's own heart. My trials only come, your trials, our trials only come, what? To make us strong. The Psalms David wrote during his days as a fugitive, now anointed as king, designated as being king, but spent most of his days prior to this great fulfillment as a fugitive. Man, think about that. And so during his days as a fugitive, he wrote this, listen, they have been cherished words of encouragement. These psalms have been cherished words of encouragement for millions of people throughout the ages. And through David's descendants, watch this, came our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Through his descendants came Jesus so David's willingness to wait has blessed all of us. Times of waiting on the Lord can be some of the most precious 
moments in your life. If we are waiting on God for something, Isaiah 40 and 31 reminds us, they that what wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount over the wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. If you are waiting on God for something, be encouraged additionally, subsequently by Isaiah 40 and 31. And find that encouragement as you and I wait for God to fulfill his promises to us. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come once more and again just to thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, we thank you because you've been so good. You've been so kind. Oh, God, in the midst of all, we thank you. You've blessed us beyond our wildest imagination. And yes, we say it over and over again. Our good days outweigh our bad days. And we have more that's right, that's going for us than what's going wrong. So the writer says, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continually be in our mouth. Strengthen us, God, where we're weak. Build us up where we're torn down. Lord, draw us closer and closer to your altar. Draw us closer and closer to your word. Draw us closer and closer to your character and your will and your way. Help us in our areas of infirmities. May they be physical. May they be spiritual. May they be mental. Whatever area, whatever capacity, we know that you can heal and you can deliver. As a matter of fact, we're already healed and delivered. God, don't forget the sick. Don't forget the shut-in. Don't forget the widows, the orphans, and the strangers, and those who don't even have the strength are the capacity to pray. We pray for them that are in convalescent centers and nursing homes, those who are confined to beds, prison cells. Oh God, we lift them up to you. We pray for this country, this nation, this world. We pray for those who are bereaved. We weep with those who weep. We sorrow with those who sorrow. And we also rejoice and joy with those who joy. And God, don't forget your church. The Ecclesia, the called out, bound of a harvest, 4216 North the Durban, Pilgrim, 2241 South Liberty, and your church at large, every church that's open in your name, that's preaching and teaching your word with power, clarity, and conviction, who's striving to hold up the bloodstained banner of Jesus. In a time where there's so many choices and so many options that people have, oh God, we just thank you for the faithful. And we pray in God that we would continue to be even more faithful and continue to be more committed. We can't learn nothing from the world. We have to teach the world something. But the world is sold out to what they believe in. The world will adjust schedules 
in order to fulfill their passions and their desires. The world will finance resources way above their means just to fulfill an event or desire that resonates within their heart. So we, the called out, the city that's set on the hill, you said we are the light of the world, the salt of the earth, a city that is set on the hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. As the word reminds us, as the word admonishes, encourages us, spring up a well in our soul. Out of our belly shall flow rivers of living water. Let us get on fire and excited about the things of you, God, and the kingdom. All of us have been through so much. We've been pressed beyond measure. Challenges that were egregious. But, oh God, you delivered us and are still delivering us out of them all. So we're going to hold to God's unchanging hands as we continue to build our hopes on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hands. So we love you today. To God be the glory for all the things that you've done, you're doing. We pray for those who are lost without a savior, that they will get to know Jesus, that they will confess it with their mouth and believe in their hearts, the Lord Jesus, that God raised them from the dead and they shall be saved immediately by faith. So we thank you and we praise you. We claim the victory peace of God that surpasses all understanding, the peace of God, the prosperity of God, the favor of God, uncommon and unusual. We call those things that be not as though they already were. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you, saints. We love you. We'll see you this Sunday, 8 a.m. Combined worship at our Uptown Church Pilgrim. This is, of course, Black History Month. So much goes on in this month. And even with Mardi Gras and all of that, our tension and has been a little bit distracted as it relates to that. Let's remember all of the great strides and sacrifices and lives that were given for the betterment of black people. And we're just so thankful and grateful for their lives. And um, we love you. And we thank God for you. So listen, hey. We're on top. We're going higher. What's coming is better than what has been. For greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Our future is much better and brighter than our past. And we give God the glory for that. We love you, family. And we'll see you on Sunday. Be blessed. Talk to you then.